Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up later in the show, we're going to uh, highlight the magic of Medora. I love Medora, so please stay with us for that. And we're going to start tonight with some big news, some good news for North Dakota and the United States of America. Earlier today, President Trump and the President of Mexico, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, they're at the White House. President Trump and those guys signing the USMCA trade agreement actually went into effect around July 1st. They also talked about what's happening with illegal immigration at our southern border and much, much more. So joining us now on our 702 Communications line is Senator Kevin Kramer to talk about this trade agreement as well as the recent decision to shut down the Dakota Access Pipeline. Senator Kramer, welcome to the show. Always great to have you, sir. It's good to be with you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for doing this live as well. So let's just talk about this USMCA. We've been hearing a lot about it. Uh, you know, the biggest trade deal ever, President Trump said. Larry Kudlow says, hey, this is even bigger and better than phase one of the China trade deal. I think that for the person at home, they're going, okay, sounds good, but what does it mean for me and my family? What would you say to them? Well, for North Dakotans, for example, the uh, the increase in ag exports is expected to be uh, over between two and two and a half billion dollars a year. So that that's a you know pretty substantial amount. North Dakota, of course, Canada and Mexico are, are, are two top trading partners. Canada, by far, the, the the biggest. I think the last year we have a full year of records for North Dakota sold about seven billion dollars worth of product in Mexico, or I mean in, in Canada. I'm sorry. So it's really important there. Uh, there are some some um, negotiations that greatly, I shouldn't say benefited so much as leveled the playing field for North Dakota producers, which which are important. I think the other, the big sector though, Chris, and, and North Dakota has a small part in this, but that is the automotive, automobile uh, manufacturing mm. sector. I mean, 76,000 new jobs in that sector alone in the United States are expected to be created. I mean, $23 billion over five years in sales of, of uh, automobile parts, uh, tens of billions of dollars uh, in increased investment in the automobile industry. So you remember when, when Donald Trump became president, most of the automobile manufacturing industry was either gone or leaving, and he's been able to bring a lot of it back. And then now this this finalizes things really, really good for uh, for our country. And by the way, I think one of the real big takeaways today, what I was encouraged by, wasn't just the deal itself, but the relationship between the president, pre our president, and President um, Lopez Obrador. Um, boy, they seem to be pretty chummy. And, and I'll tell you what, when you have a neighbor that close, it's good to, that they're a friend. And I think that we can expect a, a long-term good relationship with Mexico. Yeah, I want to talk about that because I think many of us here in America, we owe President Manuel Oprah's Obrador, you know, really a big thank you. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. But the other piece of, of the automotive thing, Senator, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think an ancillary positive impact is that it also raises wages for Mexican auto workers, which possibly if you think about it hey if i'm making good money in mexico maybe i don't need to try to cross the u.s mexican border correct really important point chris you know and oftentimes it's it's intuitive for us to say well to heck with them let's you know let's raise the wages here keep those jobs here and and that's a good thing in and of itself but the other outcome is you're exactly right that it elevates the opportunities for the mexican people which means they don't have to come here for for you know, economic, for example, uh, opportunities because they'd have some in their own country. We often forget that there's an important part of any formula of, of negotiation and particularly trade and especially with neighbors. And that is, is that when the world economy gets better, our economy gets better. My goodness, I mean, we're 20% we're of the productivity of the world and we're only 5% of the uh, population of the world. So it's good to have neighbors that are doing well. 
Now, what kind of leverage does this give us with China to move things along in phase one and even put pressure in other areas, would you say? You know, it's a great point. I hadn't thought a lot about that other than there's a couple things. Right in the USMCA alone, there's a, a, an agreement between the three countries of the North American continent that, not, that if any of the three start doing deals with China or other, frankly, other non-member um, you know, uh, countries that uh, they have to inform the other <clears throat> the other two countries uh, w within 30 days and uh, and uh, there has to be a, a like a three month cooling off period. In other words, we're all stronger together in leveraging the relationship with China. The other thing it does is you know China's always looking for weak links in in relationships yes. and they step into those voids. Now the, a lot of that's been focused in in uh, Africa, a lot of it in South America. But you have a developing country like Mexico, which is a third world country. <clears throat> There's some vulnerabilities there. So <clears throat> the generosity and largesse of, of China and their role geopolitically cannot be overstated and it can't be, uh, can't be ignored. Hey, Senator, if you don't mind, stay with us, sir. We've got uh, sure. some bad weather situations happening here. So we want to go over to our chief meteorologist, Hutch Johnson, to alert you to a tornado warning excuse me, that's happening in our viewing area. 